Chevy Testova. Okay. <laughs> hey. Think, Are we there? Yeah. Does it sound all right? Yeah, you sound okay. All right. How about that? How about that? Matt's came up with a, a plan. A plan? <laughs> I got a plan. So we'll... Um, Explain well, that tomorrow we're looking for some guests. We are. We're having the um, Grace Scott Band in the studio tomorrow. And uh, it's going to be Grace, um, Nate, and Steve. So we need room. Yeah. So I'm actually in the WSAL studio next door to you. Yeah. And hopefully, hopefully it all works. Well, so far, so good. Okay. That is if it's going on. You know the river. It is okay. Yeah, because I can I can hear you here. Yeah, <laughs> might just be one station. I don't. Know. <laughs> so yeah, we're looking forward to that tomorrow. Should be a um, should be a hoot of a time. Because <laughs> they're getting ready for the uh, busy part of their year. You know they got fairs coming up. Right. I know they're at the Miami County 4-H Fair next week. Right. Yeah. So, with that in mind. <laughs> Speaking of music, yes. YouGov polled more than seventeen thousand Americans about which time period they believe had the best music. Ooh! And among U.S. adults overall, the nineteen seventies and eighties chosen to be the best decades for music, with twenty-one percent and twenty-two percent of the vote, respectively. Yeah, it's hard to disagree with that. Yeah, it really is. 14% picked the 60s, 14% said the 90s, only 6% chose the 2000s, just 3% believed that the 2010s had the best music of any decade. <laughs> so it's going downhill. Yeah. Down. <laughs> 3 in 10, 31% said they're fans of country. Among this group, 23% think the best music was made in the 80s, while 21% think the best music decade was the 70s in the country. Rap and hip-hop fans say the 90s had the best. Hmm. Rock fans say the 70s and 80s the best. Yeah. Baby boomers, 38% believe the 70s were the best. I would agree. So... There you go. And that's the way music lines up. So I'm, I'm, I'm curious to know this. Yeah. For real. Okay. It's 19. What year did you get your license? Oh, geez. 77, I think. Perfect. It's 1977. Okay. It's a spring day. Dale Lau is in his. What would you drive back then? A uh, Chrysler Newport. There you go. And your Chrysler Newport. <laughs> What are you listening to cruising around Peru trying to... Well, it would have been WLS. Yeah. 89 AM. So whatever they were playing. Plus, you know, once I got an 8-track, okay? Because <laughs> once I got the 8-track installed... Right. Then, you know, it was all 70s. Aerosmith. Right. You know? Right. It's a big fan of that. Yeah. You know, uh, Bad Company. You know, just to rattle off a few. Yeah, I had about, you know, 35 eight tracks. A wide variety of music. <laughs> so. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I mean, that's what I listen to. Right. 
with an 8-track. So would you agree with this, that the 70s and 80s produced the best music? See, I, you know, I really would <clears throat> have to think the 70s personally. Hmm. But into the early 80s. Right. Because, you know, you know, the cars were in the 70s, but then they, you know. But they really hit their heyday in the 80s. Yeah. So, but I I like them better in the seventies, right? You know, right. But uh, so, what era? When did you get your license? I got my license in nineteen ninety one. Okay. So that would have been. So for me, that would have been right at the, at the beginning of grunge. Yeah. So when when hair metal, so bands like you know Poison and Motley Crue yeah. and. You know, Skid Row and all these bands, like, they were kind of on their way out. Yeah. You know, bands like Nirvana and Pearl Jam and Alice in Chains and Soundgarden. They were kind of making their way in. Yeah. And um, that's that's when I got my license. And so that's, that's a, I listened to a lot of that kind of stuff as I was cruising around Kokomo in my Pontiac Sunbird. Did you have a cassette or a CD? I had a CD player. Okay, so you were up and... I was well ahead of the curve. I yeah. just happened to... The car, that the Sunbird I got, just happened to have one. Yeah. So you you have the the cream of the crop. Well, it was funny because it was, it was factory installed. But it was the biggest piece of crap, man. Like, <laughs> it hardly ever played <laughs> CDs like it was supposed to. Did it bump around, skip, and stuff? Well, yeah, and, and then it would just, sometimes you'd put one in, and then nothing would happen. Like, nothing. It would just spit it back out after half a minute. And see, back in my day, I only had a very select few eight tracks that were eaten. Okay, so. <laughs> right. Proof positive that that was much better technology. Right. Absolutely. In the middle of a song, click, click, time for another track. <laughs> <laughs> Fades back in. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think we agree on the time frame of music. For sure. And, you know, your station, The River, plays, you know, a lot of that. You a know, lot of been, 70s and 80s, for sure. And listening to that and enjoying it. Here's uh, something we need to tell our boss. Hmm. Five hours of day can improve productivity and bolster well-being. Five hours is about the max that most of us can concentrate hard on something. So a five-hour day is the new norm. <laughs> Californian Commerce Business Tower paddle boards and German digital consultancy Renegans. <laughs> No idea what that word is, but okay. Say they experienced a similar phenomenon when they moved to compressed hour models. So basically, you're most productive in a five-hour day. Eight to one would be ideal. <laughs> no breaks. And because employees became so focused on maximizing output in order to have their afternoons to themselves, turnover increased by 50%. So, you know, I'm done by one anyway. Of course, I work more than five. Right. And I must say, you know, I get taxed. At the <laughs> tail end of that, I'm taxed. <laughs> He's taxed. Yeah. 
So this, okay, I just want to back up here. Staff worked from 8 to 1 yeah. with no breaks. Yeah. And because they became so focused on maximizing output, turnover increased 50. Doesn't that mean that? I got, I got to believe that it probably went down, wouldn't you think? I would think. Because that's, or, you know, that's... That's productivity same. increase because yeah, yeah. turnover would mean people are quitting and getting yeah, hired and quitting yeah. and getting hired and so I think they've got that backwards. I think so too. There wouldn't be any advantage at all. Right. I've had enough of this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So five hours times five that that means you'd have a twenty five hour work week according to this. Right. Plus they made it mandatory you work a sixth. Then that'd be, see, that'd be worse. Yeah. So, tell your boss, five hours is the max. And you should be able to have a little, uh, a little something to say about that now, because, you know, people are, you know, there's a lot of job openings. Mm -hmm. So you can start using a little muscle with your boss. <laughs> your next job interview, go in and, and say that. Yeah. I can only, I can't possibly work more than five hours. And I need I need full benefits. Yes, <laughs> at five hours per day, and they may go for it. It's six thirty-one. We've got uh, news. We'll check in with uh, Karen. We'll check our weather. There is rain in the forecast. It's going to be a hot one tomorrow. We'll have details coming up. This is tidbits. <laughs> Thursday edition of Tidbits at 6.38. And um, tomorrow, the Gray Scott Band will have some folks in here. We'll yep. get a little entertainment, see what's going on with the band. Should be fun. Look forward to that. Yeah. Did you realize, because I, I see this, a TikToker has gone viral for her discovery concerning the washing machine. Did you know there's a filter that needs to be cleaned? In a washing machine? No. See? <laughs> We're on the same page. No. She said she saw on TikTok people cleaning their filter pumps or whatever, their filters for their washers. So she Googled, and apparently you're supposed to do this every month. Every month? Every month. And it's something none of us know that, that I, you're supposed to do. I didn't know. Wow. She says, I think my boyfriend's owned his house for eight years. He's never done it. I've lived here for three. I've never done it. I can safely tell you this washer has never been cleaned. So wow. she removes the filter, and I'm not even sure where mine would be. Yeah. I've never really looked. And she's got a bowl and a towel at the ready beneath the opening. She said, water started coming out, and it literally smells so bad I can't even <laughs> describe it. I would imagine. Oh. According to FamilyHandyman.com, your washing machine filter should be cleaned as regularly as the lint trap on your dryer. Really? I don't know where it is. Wow, I, I don't either. Thousands of parents and homeowners have flooded the woman's comments with shock, confusion, and praise. I, uh, I guess I'll have to check things out. I didn't, I didn't know. Why are we just now finding out about this? I I don't know. I mean, that's something I've never even thought about. But I guess you got to figure you've got to have a filter on there that collects some stuff. 
it comes out of your washer. Maybe you can investigate and tell us where they're... Of course, they may vary on right. location. Right. The pump filter is responsible <laughs> for blah, blah, blah. How do I take out the filter? Should unscrew anti-clockwise, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I would say check your make and model. <laughs> but does anybody really read... Okay, when you get instructions, how much of them do you really read? You know, like, right. the, like right. the life of your washer, yeah. you know, gives all the information. Yeah. I don't, I didn't read it. Didn't know anything of it. No one does. No, you know, I, I don't. no one sits around <laughs> reading a washing machine <laughs> manual. I just don't. Oh, look at that. It's a spin cycle. And I've got to believe it'd be pretty smelly, you know, because who right. knows what's in there. After years, I, I wouldn't... Uh, never dreamt it makes you wonder how much more lives our washing machines would have if yeah. we knew to, to, to change this and to clean it out every once in a while so that's everyone's assignment now is to investigate their washers and determine where this is yes and take care of it and then let us know I clean my lint filter every time I use the dryer You're supposed to yeah. yeah what do you do with your lint do you save it? Well, I, I throw it in the trash. What should I do? I don't know. Save it. Make pillows. Yes, I'd, I'd like to make pillows off of, you know, body hair and other things coming yes. into the perfect lint filter. Mm. <laughs> so I'll have to check that out. I, I never knew of such a thing. So she's not that silly because I'm, I'm sure you and I are not the only two involved in this program right now that didn't know that. Well, okay, someone just texted. Okay. I clean my filter every month. Is that right? I have a front load, and the filter is on the left side at the bottom. Okay. Well, I've got a top load. I, guess. I think we have a top load from 1978. Yeah. Mine's, <laughs> mine's got some years on it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, maybe it would last another 30 years if Who knows? clean the filter. Right. So we'll have to check that out, man. Never, never heard that no. before. Now, this is one of those stories that's just, uh, this guy's from Tennessee. Okay. Arrested after he tried to sell his girlfriend's vehicle with her dead body inside of it. What? Yeah. The potential buyer of the car called police after seeing the victim's corpse in the back seat. Oh, my gosh. The man was eventually caught. He's been charged with homicide. Oh, my gosh. Number one, you couldn't wouldn't have the right to sell the car if you're not on the title, let alone with her body in it. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> this world. Did he really think that? Yeah, she is napping. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just take it. She'll get up. She'll get out eventually. <sighs> I don't know. Wow. But stories like that do happen. And then we've got this story. As you well know, kids have been wearing face masks in school. A group of Florida parents sent a batch of six masks worn by their kids to a lab for analysis. 
and be prepared for these grubby results. The report found that five of those masks were contaminated with bacteria, parasites, and fungi, including three with dangerous pathogenics and pneumonia-causing bacteria. No viruses were detected on the masks, although the test is capable of detecting viruses. The analysis detected the following. Uh, they had 11 dangerous pathogens on those masks. Dangerous. Dangerous. The parent who participated in the study commented that this small sample points to a need for more research. Who knows how long these kids are, you know, I mean, they're wearing their mask all day. Average of 5.7 hours a day, these masks were worn. And, you know, they're coming back with all this stuff. Are we surprised? I mean, come on. We, kids are gross anyway. And then you throw a mask at it, it's just going to get... <laughs> but are they doing themselves more harm than good? If you're getting parasites and bacteria and fungi, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, and you know, our kids, and you know, there are kids out there wearing the same mask daily. They're getting a new one. You know, I, I'm just as bad. I mean, I didn't wear a mask very often, but when I did, it was the same one. We we regularly would wash ours. Did you? Yeah, so. And the kids had, gosh, they have a bunch. Do they have mask drawers? Um, we actually keep them. <laughs> they're kind of hung up yeah. on where their like other stuff is. So every day they get a new one. Yeah. They get a fresh one. Kind of like your sock drawer. You got a mask drawer. Kind of. Yeah. So they've got a variety. Yeah. Okay. And then the ones they wear to school, they'd come home and they'd get washed immediately. Okay. So. So that's a good routine to have. Were yeah. they washed in Lysol products? That's above my pay grade. Okay, I, don't, all right. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> we talked about this yesterday, about the etiquette of being on a plane and who gets the armrest. Yes. A couple of passengers removed from a United plane at San Francisco International after they got in a fight over the armrest. Come on. Are you serious? Yeah. Passengers said the two guys argued about elbow room before getting into a brawl. Scoot over, bro. No. <laughs> this is mine. You get that one. No way, bro. That's an actual reenactment. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you were there. The incident took place right before takeoff, and the plane headed back to the tarmac. Both men were removed. Neither was arrested, but they weren't allowed to rejoin that flight. <laughs> wow. Now we remember the etiquette. Yeah. If you're on the uh, aisle, you only get the left hand, the aisle, you know, right. armrest. Right. Middle guy gets both. Yes. Because he's suffering right. from being in the middle. So he gets both. Yeah. And then the window guy gets just by the window. Yes. Yeah. That's the etiquette. That's how it works which I don't necessarily agree with the middle guy. But you just wait till he's asleep or something and then take it <laughs> and then claim it. Here's the, um, this from Nevada. Firefighters had to free a teenage girl who got stuck in a chimney. She locked herself out of her parents' house and tried to get back in by going down the chimney. <laughs> 
that's a lot of work to get in the house. Why yeah, not try is. a window? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, uh, firefighters used a rope system to get her out. She was in there for about 30 minutes. <laughs> Wasn't injured. <laughs> But you just, you know, hey, Santa does it. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't I? He's way fatter than me. <laughs> oh, my. Here's a Florida woman facing domestic battery charges after allegedly pelting her boyfriend in the face and chest with a plate of chicken. Mm. She's 43 years old, struck her boyfriend with the chicken as they were eating on their porch. He told the police that the woman became violent during a verbal argument, picked up the paper plate of chicken, and threw it in his face. <laughs> wow. Now, this stuff used to be common years ago, and the authorities were never called. Right. Okay? Right. You washed your face off of chicken grease, and you moved on. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> not anymore. No. Says he wasn't injured, and she was arrested and booked into jail. Oh, chicken. See, I'd be a little angry that I lost all that chicken. Right. You know? Paid good money for that. <laughs> Why are you throwing it at me? So, Knock it off. And it's, you know, it's on a paper plate. Okay, so. <laughs> that just adds to it, doesn't it? <laughs> you know, you're outside. You might, you, you, you got to use paper plate. <clears throat> here's, here's a guy from Pennsylvania on meth led state troopers on a chase while riding a mini bike. <laughs> wow. He's 46 years old, riding the mini bike through a gas station parking lot. <laughs> when he spotted the trooper who knew he had a warrant for his arrest, the trooper turned on his lights. <laughs> the guy made a U-turn and took off. He drove in the opposite lane toward oncoming traffic, rode over sidewalks as he led the trooper on a chase through Phillipsburg. It ended when the guy crashed the mini bike into an embankment. He then ran. The trooper followed him through a yard and caught him in a ditch. <laughs> you wow. can't make this stuff up. No, you can't. He Just had to. <laughs> <laughs> Is he reaching back with his right hand, knocking the governor loose so he can get a few more mile an hour? <laughs> <laughs> he had meth, and uh, also he had uh, some marijuana, a glass pipe, and a straw in his pocket. He said he used meth a few hours earlier. He's still in jail with a hearing sentence or scheduled for the end of the month. <laughs> you see a mini bike buzzing through town. You'll never catch me, copper. <laughs> He does have the advantage on a mini bike of sidewalk travel. Sure, you know. Sure. Oh, I didn't. Oh, we're out of time. I'll have to check my numbers and celebrate solo that I'm a bazillionaire. Well, but I was looking here that a Michigan woman won a million dollars from a scratch off after a convenience store worker reopened the store to let her in. Seriously? Yeah. Wow. She was on their way home for a bonfire. <laughs> When they stopped at the store, it was locked, but the employee opened up so she could grab a few things. She actually forgot about the ticket, scratched it off a few days later, and hit that jackpot worth a million. Right. Well, the Hoosier Lotto. Okay. I've got my stuff out. Man. Are you ready? Okay. All right, Tom. 
I'm ready. I've got two, okay. so go slow. All right. Okay. Two. Oh, yeah, yeah. Four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Eight. Yes, sir. Thirteen. You betcha. Fifteen. Yabba dabba do. Thirty-eight. Yeah. Anything else? Do you, do you have plus? Plus numbers? Is yeah, that? I think so. All right, you ready? Yeah. Six. Thirteen. Twenty. Yeah. Twenty-two. Okay. Forty-one. Mm-hmm. Forty-four. All right. Now I've got this. I've got the six on both tickets. Oh. But I see. I don't know what that. You know. I. I don't know. Now the one says three times oh six. Okay. Yeah. The other is one times oh six. And then I had a fifteen on one ticket and a thirty-eight on the other. So I don't know. I'll have to take those to my nearest lottery retailer. Okay. Let them run it through and take my time. That's right. You know, while I do yes. that. And then pick out another scratch off again. <laughs> another couple. Yeah. And scratch it at the, right at the counter. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so I guess we'll, uh, maybe I'll go in there. They'll explain probably on the lotto site what what yeah. you can win. So yep. Anyway, I'll do right. that. we got to go. All right. I'll see you, buddy. All right. See you, buddy. Okay.